everybody. I am here with Teresa and David from the Harvard Business School Digital Initiative. Teresa and Dave, thank you for joining me. I appreciate your time here. Maybe you could take a minute to just introduce yourselves in a little bit longer than I just did um, and maybe talk a little bit about your work at the Digital Initiative. Sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Teresa Diederich, and I am the Community Engagement Manager and sort of all-around content strategist at the DI. So I'm spending my time figuring out how we can best maximize our our content strategy and our communications with the outside world and really leverage all of the amazing happenings that are happening, (laughs) the amazing happenings at Harvard Business School in relation to business and technology. And I'm Dave Homa, the director of the Digital Initiative. And, you know, we're really focused on building this community here of tech-minded people at the business school and then want to bring that world and all the great work we do to the um, outside community, the, the place, the people that are beyond the walls, as it were, of the school. Um, so most of my time is focused on how do we do that as an organization. And obviously the website is a, uh, plays a huge role in reaching a large number of people. Awesome. Well, just to set some context for everybody listening, uh, we did some work together on the DI site, uh, I guess about half a year ago now. So one of the places that I want to start is before that work that we did, maybe you could talk a little bit about the previous site that you had, some of the things that it just wasn't doing well for you, some of the things that you wished it would do, and maybe kind of the quest to find somebody to help you to do that. Um, David, do you want to start with that? Sure. So I've been with the Digital Initiative uh, just about three years now. And I inherited a website that was in place. It was built on WordPress platform. And it was to basically get the organization off the ground. It was a young organization, and and I've been brought in to scale the group and reach a wider audience. And I'd say the website was rudimentary. It was basically to have a web presence, and it had been done quickly. So while we had some good content and were reaching people in terms of demonstrating what we could do, it wasn't organized in a way that we felt proud of and comfortable driving more people to. Uh, And it wasn't organized in a way that let users discover what was great about the work of the digital initiative. So it was more one of these things where we viewed an inherited site and knew that we could do much better. And that sort of set in motion uh, it being a top priority for us. Awesome. Uh, I know one of the things that we actually spent a lot of time on in the, in the middle of the project and during the project was actually just even saying what the digital initiative does. So maybe, maybe uh, both of you, if you can just kind of chime in, what does the digital initiative at Harvard Business School do? Like, how do you talk about that work even amongst yourselves? So when we talk about the DI and its work, it really is a lot about community. And that community starts here at the school with the students and the faculty and the researchers and the staff and making sure that there's a home for the people who really appreciate the tech sector and the excitement going on in the tech community today and how it links and ties to business. And so in terms of a community, the work is really around producing events, giving people a nexus of uh, on the campus that they can join in and participate in sharing their ideas and love of this space. And then beyond that, we spend a lot of time making sure that people in the outside world know what we're doing. So really, the, the two things we focus on the most is this sense of community and then promotion of what, what's great about the community. Yeah, and I would just add to that that I think one of the things that we see a lot being here at the DI is we're sort of in this moment in time where 
economies are changing so quickly and the digital economy is becoming such this talking point for all kinds of industries and in all kinds of ways, it's really hard to decouple technology from business at this point in time. And we sort of looked around and said, you know, we really have something here. And obviously being Harvard Business School, we really feel like we have something that we can bring to that conversation and bring to the table. And so we spend a lot of our time thinking about how we can make that happen and how we can further that conversation, both here at Harvard Business School, but also out in the world at large. I mean, those are those are both fairly tall orders. Um, so I know as you're looking, as you were looking to kind of do a new site that better represented that, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about what was important to you in, in looking for a partner to work with, somebody that would be able to capture that and, and be able to turn it into something that you were proud of. So what did, what was that search like? You know, how did you end up choosing Super Friendly for that? Yeah, I, I'll jump in really quickly. And it's funny because I actually didn't join the process until we were a little bit further along in picking Super Friendly. But for me, this was a huge opportunity because I was just joining the DI and we're a really small team. And being the sort of content marketing person wearing many hats it was a big question in my mind how we were going to put something in place that would really leverage our existing capabilities without overwhelming us. And coming in, we were really looking at the existing content we had and the sort of content creation that we were doing, really trying to figure out how to make that scale, how to make it sustainable, how to do that with a really small team. So for me, and in my mind, working with Super Friendly was this huge opportunity to sort of borrow an all-star team <laughs> to help us get off the ground and help us really answer some of those questions that otherwise I, at least personally, felt like I would have been kind of alone and in the dark and just trying to figure out on my own. So that was a really amazing chance and yeah, really, really great opportunity. I'm glad you mentioned extension and extension of the team because having worked to develop websites before and I had an executive role for a company that pretty much was a website, I knew what these projects take to get done. And they take two things mainly, which is a really good solid understanding of what you're trying to accomplish before you really say what's going to be displayed on the page. So I was looking for an outside resource that could both understand that concept, the idea that like we need to get to first principles here, we need to understand what we're trying to do before we try and build something. And then secondarily, uh, this idea of a team. You know, when you work with an outside vendor, and I've worked with many, the most important thing is they're not another uh, entity. They actually become part of your team for some amount of time. And it's so important that you feel like you're one team working on a project and and, you know, from talking with you, Dan, right from the start, I felt that you were, you know, right on target as, as a traditional consultant and someone who was a designer and someone who knew this space because you could answer uh, for me the questions that I had where I didn't have expertise. But then also you could play back to me what my own questions were about the project and what we needed. So I knew right away that you understood what we were up against and what we wanted to accomplish. And that, that was a huge first step. And then we talked quite a bit, I remember, about how you form a team and how you put a team together. And I thought, mm, this, is, this is exactly where I need this to head because I want us to be one team in the end. And I think, 
I think that was actually one of the biggest successes of this project beyond my expectations was the time we spent together, whether it was online or in person or in meetings, Super Friendly really felt like an extension, not, not only of our team on this project, but less of an extension and more just integral to our team. And I think for a project to be successful, that's what you need. Uh, I am so glad that you mentioned Teams because to me, it's so important uh, to to how work gets done. So maybe we could talk a little bit about Teams because one of the questions that I often get from clients is, especially ones that are they're trying to hire us, is they just kind of want to know that their teams are like other teams, right? I think that's kind of a common theme in tech in general is just, you know, we all sit in front of computers and we all can work in by ourselves. And sometimes we just need to look around and go like, am I, am I crazy? Am I the only one doing this? Is all the, are all the people doing it this way? So I want to talk a little bit about who was on the super friendly team. You mentioned, you know, that, that we brought an all-star team and I, I certainly don't, uh, I, I don't disagree. I, I was really fortunate to work with the people that were on this team. And maybe you could talk about who was on your side too, just from an organizational perspective so that other people at organizations similar can say, oh yeah, our team is like that. Or maybe we should grow into something like that. So, so from the super friendly side, we had uh, Abby Fretz, who is the producer. Um, so she was kind of uh, managed the project kind of day to day, worked really closely with you and your team to just make sure we all had what we need in order to get work done. Kevin Hoffman ran all of the, the UX and the strategy of this project. Octavius Newman was a design apprentice on the project. Uh, Ian Frost did all the front end development and Jesse Gardner did all the back end development. And then we had Jake of Grief make sort of a, 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 a appearance at the end and kind of do some illustrations for, for the site. How about from your side? Who was on your team and what were the roles of everybody? So obviously, uh, it's a small team on this end. So we viewed it as most of our big projects we work on where we're all involved. So as the director, you know, I was directly involved with the different steps of the project. As Teresa mentioned, she came on once the project had gotten off the ground a little bit. and uh, But she was right there from almost the beginning. Uh, also, we had Caroline Fay, who manages our close-knit community here on campus and with our alums and students and faculty. So obviously, we talk about community a lot. Uh, she was Her input was focused on how, how the site would actually serve our constituency. And then Tanya Flint actually also joined once the project was underway, and she is our technology specialist as well as our, our own project manager. And, and one of the really funny things about having a project manager on our side was that it took a while for her to get used to working with Abby because Abby was doing such an amazing job of being a project manager that Tanya was like, oh, I get to be the client. And this is, <laughs> it's a new role, but, <laughs> yeah. it was, but it was a fabulous role for her. So that's who was on our side. Awesome. Well, I, I want to dig in. Oh, sorry, Teresa, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to add that I think the super friendly model of team building is so special in a lot of ways because it's it's not often that you can find like join a team that is, is exactly as big or as exactly as small as you need it to be and i think one thing that was really nice was that you sort of brought people on that really complemented or filled the gaps of where our our talents lied and so it was so much fun for me for example to kind of take lead on content in a lot of ways but then geek out with kevin on strategy and on design and things like this and sort of just be able to riff off of one another in that way. And, you know, I think if we had had a really rock star web person, then I'm sure you would have sort of balanced that out with a different team member as well. And so I think that was really cool. It made for a really lean team, which 
worked really well with our own small and sort of lean approach. But I feel like it could have been bigger if we needed that, if that was the better fit, right? And so I just think that that was a really neat model. I want to dig into that a little bit more. So, because both of you mentioned this concept of, you know, we really were one team uh, through this whole project. It wasn't like the super friendly team and the DI team, even though we knew that that on paper that's how it goes. But we really ended up being one team on the project. Can you can you both talk a little bit from your perspective about how that happened? I mean, because we didn't just say from the beginning of the project, all right, we're going to be one team, right? And then we just all went and did that. I mean, that took some time and some setup. So, from your end, how did that? Yeah, how do you feel like that happened? Teresa, you, you, I can't remember from the beginning, did you join us for their first on-site? Were you there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What is, what, do you remember what it was like? Oh, man, that on-site was so much fun. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There, there, were, there were donuts with bacon on it. I do remember that. Yeah, there were frequently donuts with bacon on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think... Yeah, I believe Kevin uh, was sort of leading that on-site, and he did a really great job of positioning everything. I think we did some really nice exercises at, at the beginning to sort of frame how our work together was going to go, and there was a lot of intentionality brought to the table from both sides that I think just really set the tone for the whole project, right? And I think you can... T- kind of be as intentional or not as you want to be on a project like this. And I think the fact that Super Friendly came in and you guys said, you know, we'd really like to see it go this way and we'd really like to be a team working on this together, but we'd like to hear what your expectations are and what you think this project could be like and how it could go. I think that those sort of early exercises to write a manifesto of what our priorities were, not just in terms of what we want the outcomes of the project to be, but also how we want the project itself to be and how we want that to go. I think all of that just really was really crucial to the success of the project because it really set things up for both of us and for how it could go. And I think it set it up to be the best that it could be. I'm glad you used the word intentional because one of the things that I noticed was that there were a lot of exercises up front to, you know, sort of get let us get to know one another, but they were wrapped around accomplishing tasks on the project. And I think it was only when I reflected on that first day of working together that they're like, oh, wow, there was a lot of intention to this and it felt easy and it felt fun and it felt like sharing and it felt like getting to know one another, but it was also real work. Um, and I know, Dan, you've you've talked before about how important that is to you and to how you run projects. But I think a lot of credit goes to, to Super Friendly and, and you particularly for understanding what it takes to build a team and build a team quickly, but also do it in a way that brings you together, but around the project and around getting actual work done, um, not just being standalone team building experience. I have kind of two stories to share. And I don't know if, if I've even shared this with, with you two. I don't know if you know this about the project, but... One of the exercises that was one of my favorites in, in our kickoff um, was one that, that I had never done before, and it was one that Abby had suggested. And she said, what I'd like to do is I'd like to do an exercise as kind of the end of our time together about project values. And what are the values that us, uh, that we as a, as a whole team, as a holistic team, are going to uphold on this project? And we spent about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so just kind of talking about what those things are. And so 
I, I'm going to read through this this list here. I just pulled it up in front of me. That you know, we said that as a as a holistic team, we value accountability, and this is what that means. We value flexibility, right? About not being precious. We value transparency, right? About people showing their work. We value candid collaboration. We value being prolific, but with empathy, and we value decisiveness. And I think that as I kind of reflect across our project, I'm like, I think we did pretty well on those. Like, we didn't really revisit them officially or formally in, in any way. But I think starting the, the project converse, with that conversation helped us to all go, okay, well, this is the way that we want to work. And I remember us having a little bit of back and forth about, well, you know, we want to be able, we want everybody to be able to share ideas, but we don't want people to feel cut down if they get critiqued. But we also want the best ideas to kind of rise to the top. And that led us to things like, you know, be prolific with empathy or candid collaboration. And I think that those, are, those really were the spirit of our project. So I thought that was one that, that for me was really exciting. Uh, the other thing, and uh, this might be a little bit funny, but I have a, in our project folder, I have a screenshot of a particular thing. So every day in our Slack channel, we used to put our kind of daily stand-up. So here's what I did yesterday. Here's what I'm doing today. Here are blockers in my way. And for a while, this, we had one Slack channel, and the super friendly team would post that stuff every day. And I have a screenshot of, Teresa, of you the first day that you said, you said, well, you all have been doing this, so I'm going to chime in. And you wrote your stand-up, your daily stand-up. And I, I, I took a screenshot, and I named that screenshot peerpressure.png. <laughs> um, and I, I, I love, to me, it's actually one of the metrics that I use for, for success of a project is, at what point do the teams start acting like each other? And that's where those things, where the teams actually converge into one team. So I think it was about four weeks in when you were just like, I'm going to do this too. And then everyone on the team started doing their daily stand-up and we started acting like one team. So those are some things that I kind of look for in that, you know, in that how do we become one team? That's so great. I love that I never story. shared that with you, did I? <laughs> I don't think so, but I remember that day so clearly as well. <laughs> and it's funny because I think it had been on my mind for at least a week before then where I was like, I should really do this. You know, I know that this is best practice and I just like haven't gotten around to it yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one thing that you mentioned. You mentioned that uh, this idea of a manifesto, which is not something that, that everybody does. One of the things that we like to do for a lot of projects is we like to write a manifesto or a brief or whatever you want to call it that basically says, here is the project that we're going to do. Before we start a lot of work, before we engage on too much, let's agree that these are the things we're going to do. I've written a lot of these for a lot of clients. I don't know how, if you two have used something like this before, if, if you haven't, or even if you had, how'd that go from your perspective? Like how, what was the process like of kind of working on the manifesto and, and, um, and kind of working, working on it together? Yeah, so that that was the first time I had used something exactly like that. I think I'm I I really like to have conversations that set expectations and and hopes for a project in general. So I was I was definitely down for the manifesto, but that particular iteration was new for me and I loved it. I thought that it was a really great way to frame the project and start the conversation. I think one of the things that was so important about our work with Super Friendly was that we really needed, as, as Dave was saying, you know, we were a new organization who was starting to come into its own and really have those questions about growth and, yeah. and scale and all of these things. So our 
website redesign was an opportunity for us to step back as an organization and say, okay, who do we really want to be? And where do we want this to go? We've been around for a few years, but we want to talk about the next five or the next 10 or the next however many, right? And it was so important to us to have an ally in that, in Super Friendly, to be able to not just jump straight to color and font and and navigation, right? But to be able to facilitate those conversations and be able to have them together and really and really talk it through. And I think that the manifesto really set the stage for that in an important way that I really valued. Yeah, and I think I mentioned this before that, um, you know, going into a project like this, I know getting uh, down early what you want to accomplish is really important. And if you want to, you know, be successful in a project, you really do need to be intentional about the stuff you want to accomplish and talk about that up front. And so... So you know, while I had not been through that exact exercise, I could appreciate why and how it was so important to what we did accomplish. That's awesome. As I look at kind of the final result, it, it definitely maps well to kind of what we had done early in the project. It's not certainly not one-to-one and it's not like, hey, we predicted everything. We did it great. But, but I think we followed kind of the spirit of that manifesto all the way through. Maybe, maybe if, you, if you two for just a minute or two, if you can kind of reflect on some of the rest of the process you know, we did design work, we did development work, anything in that process that kind of stood out to you? I, I know one of, the, one of the things that I'm curious about your viewpoint on is that in the kickoff, we talked a little bit about kind of our approach to just kind of like agile development and design and just kind of like keeping things rolling and being really flexible. Maybe, maybe talk a little bit about from your perspective, how that, how that felt, how you like kind of working within that, you know, pros and cons. Yeah, I mean, uh, remaining, uh, again, f- for me, having having experienced a number of web projects before um, and understanding and recognizing what you know at the beginning, what you think you know, and then recognizing what you don't know really sets you up for, for, for always planning for a project that's going to change, um, that's going to evolve, that you're going to have to rethink. And just building that into the culture of the team and building that into... Um, the way you think about the project and setting that expectation, which I know Dan, you and I talked about this a lot up front, which is which is that you know how do we think about this and build it in a way that we can see where it's headed and recorrect and change course as necessary. And I think I think the project was fantastic that way. Um, you know, some people might think that we jumped around quite a bit and you know maybe went off in directions and came back to things that we had covered and then recovered them again. From our perspective, that was necessary to get to the final product that we wanted to get to. So, so for us, um, we went in thinking like that. And, um, you know, for the right team who understands that and appreciates it, that's fantastic. But obviously, you got to get those expectations set correctly up front. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just can't say enough how lucky I think we were to have the team that we had working on this, both from our side and from the super friendly side, I think that there was just a really nice meeting of the minds that worked, that lent itself really well to the agile process, right? Because I think we all sort of brought unique, but extremely relevant expertise to this project. And it was so great to be able to bounce around these ideas and kind of run with them and then revisit them if need be. And I think it speaks a lot to 
both Dave's leadership of the DI and his willingness to experiment and and really go down these paths. And I think it speaks a lot as well to Super Friendly's ability to to run with that as well and and sort of just pivot quickly. And it was it it worked really well uh, for us. And I think the result shows that. Let's talk a little bit about that result. So, Teresa, you, you mentioned earlier that it was really important for you to be able to leverage your existing capabilities without being overwhelmed. So let's talk about the output of the site. Uh, one of the things that we had come up with together was, let's make this kind of a monthly publication centered around one topic. Um, and that was not the brief. It wasn't like, you know, when you were, when you were thinking about the idea of a new site, you weren't, you weren't saying from the beginning, all right, we want to create something with this with this approach to it. How did we come to that? Uh, how well did it actually do that thing, you know, help you kind of leverage the capabilities without overwhelming you? I mean, was it, did it end up being too much? Did it end up being too little? Was it the right way to, to leverage resources? Maybe talk about that a little bit. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, so you're asking me, it's, it's, the site has been live for five, almost six months now. We just launched our sixth edition, actually, and for me, it's a resounding success. You know, I think before we started this project and the way that we got here is we were kind of looking at everything we did, the sum of everything. You know, we kind of had this newsletter we were sending out on a kind of regular basis that was like a little scattered, but really good content there. And we had these amazing events we were doing. And sometimes we were doing content capture from those, but not always. And how could we kind of leverage that? And then we had all these relationships throughout the community and people who were really excited to work with us, but we didn't have a formal process for really bringing them into the fold. And I think the addition for us was sort of the answer <laughs> to all of these questions, right? That it was like, well, this is a way that we can streamline our newsletter. This is a way that we can formalize content creation. This is a way that we can really share all the amazing things that are happening at these events we're doing, and we can do it in this format that is iterative and will be able to sustain. And for me, the real test is, well, <laughs> are we actually sustaining it? You know, how is it going? And and I think, I think the data just really talks for itself, you know, since we've launched and in these past six months, we've seen our web traffic steadily growing and increasing in this really great way, exactly as we had hoped to see. We're putting out original content on a schedule in a way that we hadn't been doing before. Um, and it's really freeing up you know, I'm, I'm really busy with the addition still, but it still frees up some of my time to get to be focusing on some of those other things that I had really cared about, like delving in deeper into our analytics and seeing how we can really work with that and, and tailor what we're doing and focusing a bit more on advertising or marketing efforts that there just was no, there was no space and there was no bandwidth Four before. And so I think what we really did with Super Friendly that was so important was set up a strategy for that, that, you know, and it doesn't come all at once. It's still a, a process and it's still a progress, right? But we put that in place in a way that now I feel like month by month or week by week, I can start to sort of check things off or start to dig into things a little bit deeper 
and I don't know, just, just being coming from a marketing background and a content background, I've been on so many projects before where it's so hard to even get to that strategy <laughs> place and putting a real strategy in place and then tracking it and seeing if it works or not. So to have done that and then now implemented it and now be tracking it and now be improving on it and iterating on it, it's just such a cool feeling and it's kind of what you hope for doing work like this. It's exactly what you hope to see. So like I said, I, I'm just so happy. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I have one last question as we wrap up. We, you've both been generous with your time, so thank you. So my question for you is, as other organizations start to think about how they want to maybe redo something that they're doing and looking to hire a partner to do that, from, from both of your perspectives, especially for people who are doing similar jobs that you are, but just at their own companies, what's some advice that you would tell them? What should they look out for? What are things that should be important to them? What are things that they don't even know that they should know? I've got to say right from the start, you know, we've mentioned team a bunch of times and, you know, the match between your own team um, and, and the people like Super Friendly in this case that'll be joining your team to think that way. These are people that are going to be joining your team. Would you hire these people to be on your team, not hiring them to do a job for you or to deliver something or like Teresa said, pick fonts and colors? That's not really what it's about. In the end, you're going to produce something that actually defines more of what your team is for today, tomorrow, and into the future for quite a while. So I'd say, you know, really, really think about are these people I, I'm meeting with and talking to a good match, both in style and the way you approach things, um, but then also in complementary ways too. Super Friendly brought to us a lot of skills that we didn't have on our team. It's why we knew to look outside. It's why we knew we would need help with the work. So I, I'd say you know one thing to really focus on is you know you're growing your team. It may be for a short duration, but think of it as growing a team. Yeah, and I would just echo that and add that I think it's you really want to do a bit of self-reflection before you sign up for a project like this. And I think the more that you're honest with yourself about where you and your own organization is at, the the better of a collaboration it's going to be, you know. And so I think you want to ask yourself those at times kind of hard questions about what is the buy-in like for my organization? You know, am I sort of a, a sole person trying to push this through and I'm bringing super friendly on to work on this? Or is there this strong buy-in from across the org or from across the teams? Because you're, a lot of the work, as Dave was saying, is it goes so much beyond the scope of this seemingly innocent web project, right? And, and, you're going to be getting into that and delving into that with super friendly. And so you just sort of want to know where you're at going into it and be honest with yourself about the type of project that you're looking for. That's awesome. Well, that's, I think that's a great note to wrap up on. Thank you so much for this. Uh, and thank you for just a great project. I mean, my, my team and, and I, we just loved working with you. We hope that you have this site for a very, very long time. And that it serves you well. But on the other hand, we also would love to do another project with you too. So thank you so much for, for the whole project and, and for this conversation. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Dan. We really appreciate it. 